Hey friends, your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish, here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy DM Prep. In this weekly show, I go through steps for Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday D&D game. If you like this show and you want to help support me, you can do so by going to my Patreon account at patreon.com slash slyflourish and signing up. Patrons get access to all kinds of exclusive material, but most importantly, they are helping me put on shows like this. In our last Rhyme of the Frostmaiden game, the characters had met with the halfling mind flayers of the Id Ascendant. So there is a crashed illithid ship we were talking about spelljammer before here's some spelljammer action a crashed illithid ship that contained a bunch had a bunch of native native mind flayers known as the old ones the ones that actually piloted the ship and then a bunch of halflings that they had put the mind flayer cenobite pod into the, the mind flayer head bugs into that were turning into mind flayers before the ship was attacked by a Githyanki warship and crashed and smashed down into Icewind Dale. The old ones left and went down deep into the earth where they are going to try to birth a elder brain and then create a new mind flayer colony here. But they left the newborns to die. The newborns are in fact relatives and friends of one of the characters, Perrin Fat Rabbit, including his brother. So... The, the game began last session with the characters whirling around and seeing a bunch of mind, small mind flayers. And one of them said, hello, brother, and came out to talk to him. There was this big stern conversation. They, the, 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 the newborns told them, like, we, we need to leave this place. We're, we're not home at home here, and we need to get away, particularly before that elder brain comes online. Because if it does, we're going to end up becoming part of the collective as soon as they create it. And we want to leave, but the descendant can take us away, but it needs to be repaired. In particular, there's a part of it known as the heart of the descendant that was stolen by Jerkoff Knowles. And we have to go, we, we, we're asking you, we can't do it. We're too weak to go out there. We'll, we'll starve and freeze to death. But if you could go and get back this heart of the descendant, we could put it in the ship. The ship will repair itself in a few 10 days and we'll be able to fly out of here. And the, the characters agreed. The characters then went outside and fought some Displacer Beasts. That was a really hard fight. Four Displacer Beasts turned out to be pretty tough. They didn't do a lot of damage, but they uh, were hard to hit, that's for sure. Displacer Beasts certainly have a, a, high, a high to hit. I think Displacer Beasts should be able to shoot spikes at people like the in that movie we were watching on Amazon, The Tomorrow War. They looked In The Tomorrow War, they looked a lot like Displacer Beasts but they should be able to throw spines like a, like a manticore can, right? Like the, 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 I think that a display, I would probably house rule my displacer beast that they can hurl spikes using their tentacles for ranged attacks. They then made their way across the, the, the southern, the northern edge of the spine of the world. And they found a slaughter field where a bunch of gnolls had been killed like a month ago. And they were frozen and torn and twisted and broken. And they realized that after a thorough investigation, they found out one Noel did this. One Noel killed like a dozen other Noels and tore them to shreds, ripped their throats out and all kinds of stuff. And it was a big one. And at one point they saw the tracks heading off to the Northeast and then fading away because he turned into mist and flew away. And that was my, my first clue about Tech Lili, right? Tech Lili is a, uh, a vampire Noel that operates out of the caves of hunger. And in, in my modification to Icewind Dale, Tech Lili was a Noel runt who was thrown out by the other gnolls, particularly thrown out by the leader of the gnolls, 
named, I forget his name, Chizuka threw Teklili out when Teklili was but a runt. And Teklili wandered off and found the Caves of Hunger and went inside and, and drank this poisonous blood that was coming out of this weird creature frozen in the ice and became a vampire and then went back and he was so mad at his clan and now he can do he can fly and he can turn into mist and he you know he went back there and he's starving them to death they tried to get out and he murdered a bunch of them and anytime they try to escape their little hovel he murders them and it could very well be that that Teklili is watching the characters go here it might be kind of fun I might do this. Maybe, you know, maybe it'd be kind of fun to see Teklili, right? This could be an option for Teklili. And does Teklili have a, Teklili should have a herald, right? Does Teklili have a herald? And who would be Teklili? Oh, a kobold, right? You could have a vampire kobold would be a great herald for Teklili. In fact, it, it, it sounds a lot like your Fantastic Lairs location. It is my Fantastic Lairs location. Uh, that was a frost giant vampire. No, frost giant werewolf. I'm, I'm going to change that into something else. It could be blood from a, what are those weird creatures that fought the net, the netheries? Um, ferums. It could be blood from a ferum, a trapped ferum. But it could be something else, just an old, an old one. It's a kind of big, powerful creature that was frozen in the ice. Maybe it's blood of uh, Thrun, right? Maybe, maybe uh, he's another kind of Thrunborn thing. That would make sense. So I'm going to create a new session planning page. And here we go. And 18 July, 2021. As always, I am using Notion to do my prep today. There are links all about how I use Notion for my campaign prep in the show notes. I just pasted it into Discord or not to Discord, into Twitch. If you're on Twitch, and later on, somebody in Twitch says, hey, what the hell is he doing his work in here? Type exclamation mark notion and it will tell them uh, what I'm using because people ask a lot. People drop into the show and they see it and they're like, what are you doing? Everyone wants to talk about notion, but I use notion. I like it. So the strong start would be the eyes of Tech Lily are on the characters. Should... I'm trying to think about a herald. Would it be fun to introduce a herald? I don't know if I need to introduce a herald right now. I think... They could see Tech Lily, and I think maybe they could. I could introduce a kobold herald that they could see from far away, who maybe doesn't say anything and is just kind of watching them. Right? Uh, we'll have to have some fun making that making that herald. So, oh, the characters. Uh, yeah. So there's a, a really. I, I, I skipped some stuff. The characters, after seeing the slaughter field, they made their way to the caves of hunger. I'm sorry, to the cackling chasm where the gnolls are. And they heard all the cackling and they went outside and they got into a big conversation outside. Oh, they saw a skull and they saw a weird symbol on the skull. And one of the characters rolled like a 20 something on his history or religion check or something. I guess it was religion. And I said, well, how did you know so much about this? And he said, well, the book of Thrun, of course, like I, I'm flipping through the book of Thrun. For those that don't know what the book of Thrun is, Thrun is an elder evil that I am having that lives beneath the ice. So on top of having Oral the Frost Maiden as a villain, I also have this, this elder evil named Thrun, who may be worse than, 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 than Oral. And I have sort of thoughts in my head about where I'm going with that, but I'm not sure. He might be, Thrun might be encased in the center of Yethrin, uh, the Netherese city. I've already played with the fact that the Netherese scooped up 
Thrun and have been using him as power. And I think I might play with that, which means that they might find Thrun imprisoned down below in, in, in Yethrin. That could be really cool. So... So they were flipping through the book of Thrun, and as he's flipping through, I said, like, every so often you flip to a page and, like, hands start to come out of the page. And he's like, oh, flip that page. Another one, like, tentacles spill out over the edge. He's like, oh, keep going. You know, ooze begins to drip out. Nope, like a face comes out screaming. He's like, nope, nope, nope. Right? And he's just skipping. Oh, there it is. Right? And he finds it, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's... And I say, and then you skip to one page. Oh, so and then he, he's opening it up, and, and he says, oh, yeah, that's... Uh, that's Yinagu. That's Yinagu, the, the demon prince of Knolls. And then he explained how Knolls are created, that Yinagu comes into the plane and rips through a bunch of people. And then hyenas eat the dead meat that from the things that Yinagu has killed. And then they become Knolls. And then the Knoll fangs of Yinagu can do the same thing. And that's how Knolls are created. They are not born, right? They are, they are not, there's, there's no ecology for Knolls here other than that they, they come from uh, a fiendish origin. So... Then the book blew another page and Ilda saw a picture of herself in the book of Thrun in ancient pages. And I, I put up a picture and the picture was, I took a picture from of Zariel, right? And I'm like, you see this picture of you with like black stripes down your face and your arms out and weird wings on your back. And she's like, what the F? Right. And she's like, what the F is that? And she's pointing at the book and everyone's like, what? He's like, no, nothing. I'm sure. And she's like, what is going on? Like, who am I? What is what? And she's freaking out. <laughs> and, and and then I said like and they're like no, no everything's cool and then I go and then you turn and you look and there's a knoll standing there staring at you and he's like watching everybody yelling at each other and watching the book on book and then as soon as they pay attention he goes Whoo! and he turns around to go run back into the cave and like oh get that guy right and so this is where yeah, I'm like roll for initiative and I had this discussion on, on Reddit and, and I, I was, you know, kind of arguing with people who don't see D&D &D the same way I do, who are saying you should never have a fight. If, unless the fight is a challenge for the characters, it shouldn't be a fight. And I'm like, no, like fights are awesome when they're one null against five characters. And it doesn't take long to roll initiative, right? Like if, if, if your process for channeling initiative is so long that you can't run a fight against one null and do it in five minutes, you need to have a faster system, in my opinion. So I had him roll for initiative, you know, who, who got the first hit? And I think Ilda went over and, 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 and got, she was very strong on initiative, ran over to the null, hit him twice with the axe and killed him before he got anywhere else. So he didn't get in and be able to, you know, like, like say anything. And, you know, but it was this funny moment of this one null who's out there who like, here's this commotion out of the cave. He's a bunch of other gnolls are in there. He turns around and he comes out and he's like, what? And they're all yelling and looking at his book and she's screaming and they're like, he's like, huh? And oh, <laughs> realizes, oh man. So it was really fun. And I just love, I love battles like that. So to me, like one of my favorite battles is like two bandits against a group of level six characters, right? Because like, of course they can kill the bandits, but like the bandits can, there's so much banter and fun and like, do we have to worry about these guys? And like, you don't know if it's going to be a battle. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Maybe it's just a conversation. Maybe you convince them of something. Maybe you just kill them, right? And that's like soft, permeable barriers between our styles of play. Like, like between role-playing and exploration and combat and skill checks and all that stuff, they can all flow back and forth. It doesn't have to be just one or the other. That's my thought anyway. I need a drink right bad. So, yeah, so they, they're starting at the caves, right? They just killed the knoll. And I think we're going to have another Herald show up, the Herald of Teklili, who's watching the characters. And Teklili's probably there as well. So they, we have the, the, the Herald of Teklili. I think I've spelled that right. 
We have, what else? Yeah, somebody asked, what's a herald? That's a good question. So I'm, I'm now using the term so frequently, I don't even think about it anymore. A herald is a often a small, weak creature or humanoid who is the hype man for a bigger boss. I've had two other heralds in my Frostmaiden game so far, and both of them have worked out really, really well. The, the fun bit about a herald is they're so easy to kill. They have lots of valuable information, but they're really just like nasty and, you know, they're fun to role play. So you, you basically want like a, a weaker version that is hyping up a boss so that the characters have an opportunity to learn more about the boss. But you also have a fun NPC that the characters can really hate. And it's really, really fun for them to smash, um, smash the Herald. And they can do so. One of the heralds that I have in here is a Gygaz, right? Who is a herald for an assassin named Shakar Ballard. And Gygaz, they've already killed him once and he keeps getting resurrected because he actually, it's kind of his thing. He, he sort of has a fetish for being murdered and it's already happened to him. And then he gets resurrected and then comes back and he's still a pain in the ass. So, yeah. Thumper. Thumper was the other one. One of my favorite NPCs. I think my favorite NPC of all time was Thumper, which is a very nice rabbit who talked a lot of crap to the characters and was a herald for the white moose. And, oh, he was so much fun. And, and yeah, he was, he was murdered. And that was a great story. You can check out a previous episode where I talk about Thumper. Really fun. So this, other than that intro, this is going to be a pretty straightforward dungeon crawl which I like, I just, I, you know, I'm comfortable with dungeon crawls. I like them and they just work well. They're just, they're just easy to, I don't know why I do this. Let's see. So this is the cackling chasm and there's lots of different options for how they can get around. So they, they're starting at Z1, they go into Z2. Uh, there's a bunch of bones in here and what they'll see is that there's a bunch of gnolls in Z3 that are worshiping an altar to Yinagu. They can then see the chasm itself, they'll see that some of Perrin's family and friends are trapped in a couple of cages up in Z8, along with a barbarian of the Regged tribe. And the barbarian will be Shardalong cursed. So he will be uh, kind of crazy, but they can let him out. And, 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 and my other group did this. He would then go and deal with other gnolls, but he would let the characters deal with whatever's in, in, in area six and seven. So this is probably one session's worth of content, I think. Pretty straightforward stuff. And then uh, a couple of, there's a bunch of different gnolls that I can use in this. And the gnolls, you know, this is sort of the lazy DM. This is my style, the lazy, I, I refer to as the lazy DM style of this, which is, I don't worry too much about like how many monsters are in any given location. I just kind of know how many monsters are all in an area overall. And there's a lot, so there's, there's a handful of straight gnolls, but not a lot of them left because they've been getting eaten. There's some null pack, I think they're pack lords. Let's take a look. It's a bunch of different kinds of gnolls now. So that there's a there's a null fang of fang of Inagu, who's that's Chizika. He's the main he's the main guy. So we know we're gonna we know we're gonna have a null fang of Inagu. I'll put a, a monster. I know that we're gonna have uh, and the null fang of Inagu is it's pretty tough. Like you know plus five to hit. I might give him some strength. I might give him. Seems a little low on the bonuses here. I might give him some strength stuff. Although he throws a bunch of poison damage out. You know. So we'll see. I know I'm going to have null witherlings. So witherlings are null, undead gnolls that have come from null 
the bodies of gnolls who were eaten by their by their by their own kind. So those are really cool. They're they're low low CR. They're they're not much more than a skeleton. I'm not even sure they're as powerful as a skeleton. Uh, I guess they are because they make two attacks and a vengeful strike. They can they can make a melee attack when they're killed. That's an important thing to remember. So we know we like the witherlings. We know we like regular gnolls. There's going to be a few of these guys. They're they're pretty weak at CR one half. And you, if you want, one thing you can beef these guys up is if you want to beef up regular gnolls, you give them multiple attacks. Let them do like a bite and a spear. Did I have this URL? I don't think I had it. And then there's another kind of gnoll that's sort of like beefy gnolls. I don't know if it's a gnoll hunter. What's the hunter from? The hunter is from Volo's guide. So that, that, uh, gnoll hunter is pretty much this. I don't know what the difference is between that and a regular gnoll. Longbow, maybe? I think it's probably the longbow. Fleshnar. All right, Fleshnars are nasty, bigger gnolls. And I would jack up their hit points a little bit. They can make three attacks. They are challenge one. They can make three attacks instead of one, and which makes them a bit more dangerous. They don't do a ton, but yeah, they're they're pretty good. And so the and story-wise, the Fleshnars have been eating the regular gnolls and turning them into witherlings. So the you know, so what's happening, they're all starving to death. They're slowly going to be eaten away. And, and that's actually one of the secrets, right? Is that the gnolls of the cackling are starving to death. That is a secret. Another secret is that Chizuka and his flesh gnars have been eating the rest of the gnolls. The devoured gnolls have turned into witherlings. Teklili gonna be pretty easy to do i don't know how to spell tech lili hey look i found him tech lili has been purposely starving the gnolls out for revenge chizuka threw tech lili out when t was just a runt t found i might as well copy and paste that Keep typing over and over again. Teklili found an ancient chasm chamber in the caves of hunger containing a frozen monstrosity bleeding into a black pool. Teklili drank from the pool became a vampire. All right, there's seven secrets right off the bat. So what other, what secrets will, will push them to, oh, so we can, we can tie some other things down there. Within the chambers, within the Caves of Hunger, do I have a location for the Caves of Hunger? I don't know if I do. Cat is rubbing on the microphone. Within the Caves of Hunger are tunnels that lead to a massive structure under the ice, massive black structure under the ice, almost like a city. The caves of hunger are iced over with hundreds of feet thick ice, with ice hundreds of feet thick. Let change our old grammar here. With ice hundreds of feet thick, Teklili seems to have, seems to be able to float through tiny cracks and the ice and rock to get into the caves. 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Wow, do I have 10 already? That seems like I got 10 secrets. So this, this is all kind of pointing towards their options for getting into the Caves of Hunger. And I think in the Caves of Hunger is sort of one of the, the final areas to get to to reach the city under the ice. Crawling. So scenes crawling through the cackling, cackling chasm. We will grab this cackling chasm link and make there, and we'll stick it under locations. So I've got that there. That's easy. When you're starting with like a dungeon crawl, it's really pretty easy to do your prep. Like I, you know, I already know that. First of all, I've already run this place, so I, I'm I'm confident on how that works. And second. You know, I've got all the material already set. I don't have to really worry about like each individual location because they're already in the maps. This, this is one of the areas where like having a pre-built adventure makes it really easy for me to run the thing like this. So I've got that. Uh, on their way back, they might hit a an interesting monument. So let's take a look at this. Thunderous Battlefield of the Illithids. Hmm. I like the idea that there's a frost giant mind flayer wandering around out there. Maybe crazy dangerous. I like that. I think we're going to show that. Like what, you know, another battlefield. The thunderous battlefield of the frost giant illithid. What did he defeat there, though? We can go to Xanathar's guide and roll on their tables and see something that he defeated. Let's go to Xanathar's. And we're going to go to Arctic Encounters. And we will, I think we'll go to 5 to 10. Roll some dice. Get out my dice. D, D100. 34. Ice methods, boring. Roll again, because of Frost Giant killing. 13. Polar bears. Whatever. I guess a Frost Giant illithid would be pretty good fighting a bunch of polar bears. So, yeah. That's a fun thing to see on your way back from from event then they go back oh so they, they crawl the cave scene wise they crawl through the caves the cackling chasm make their way back to the it ascendant and then return to east haven and then for their next quests and their next quests are recon zardarok fortress that's one two is find Macradius at the black cabin. And three is explore the, the lost spire. I think those are the good set of quests that they can do then. What does Teklili mean? Does it mean something in another language? So we're good on scenes, we're good on secrets, we're good on locations. NPCs, so I'm gonna steal some. Didn't I, I have one like Chipfang? The common speaking null. That'd be a good, kind of a good NPC to have. We have the barbarian. I think I had some of these in my previous one, so I'm gonna take a quick look. Old session notes. So HP Lovecraft, Tech Lily came from HP Lovecraft or Edgar Allan Poe? At the Mountains of Madness is a fantastic story. Actually, a good one to read is homework for this for this adventure. A good way to get some lore into your head. So where was I? That's the old notes. These are the current notes. So we have Chip Fang. Oh yeah. So who uh, did I did I already have some NPCs? Simon Fat Rabbit, Orlo Skywatcher. 
we'll we'll grab these three NPCs I can steal right from previous notes. I need we need another halfling. We need another halfling. Let's see if I can. Let's go to here. Quick links. I'll come up with a name. NPCs. Where's my names? Names. Derek Killwhisker, Sword Whisker, Sword Hair. Sword Whisker is pretty great. Derek Sword Whisker. Halfling known to parent and captured by the gnolls. The gnolls haven't eaten them because they're worried they were infested with Mind Flare stuff, with Mind Flare larvae. They're waiting a few days before eating them. Kind of a secret. We have Derek Sword Whisker, and we could probably have someone else. Samantha Song Song Soother, Soothing Song, Halfling Bard. So that works for NPCs. That gives us some fun NPCs to to interact with. Treasure. What would be so? First of all, let's take a look. At, oh, you know what? We've been failing. Like <laughs> we didn't look at the characters. Let's take a look at the characters. Step one, we failed in step one. Ilda, Juliet, who plays Ilda, is not going to be at the game today. So I think Ilda probably is going to scream and run off into the mountains as she is wont to do after finding out that she is inside the Booketh Room. Uh, Auk and Doncaller is our Goliath. How is he? He is a Goliath barbarian. He knows about, he's had dreams about the structure under the ice. That is a cool, hey, look, dark mode, sure. Ooh, dark mode. How is he on equipment? Let's take a look at his gear. What could he, what would be a good, whoops, that's not right. Inventory. He has uh, a plus one battle axe is his only magic item. So we could just roll since, since I think everybody's got like a primary weapon or primary item. At this point, you can almost switch to purely random treasure. So I think, and I think I did this last time too. We will, plus one arrows, potion of hill giant strength. I don't know, is the alchemy jug the one that makes mayonnaise? I think we've used that before. I like the rest of this though. So I think we said that a merchant caravan, bronze blade of the tribe of the elk that cast blade barrier once. Oh yeah, we talked about a pearl of power. So I, this is treasure that I had, yeah, why don't I just steal this one? This is treasure that I picked last time and it can work well this time too. Like I'd already done the work. Parry after wound closure. This is a bronze blade that caps blade barrier once. That could be the blade that the barbarian has. I was gonna check to see if anybody had had a pearl of power. So let me, let's take a look at the characters. Auken does not. Shadowhawk is a now is a symbiotic, he's got a symbiote in his head, illithid symbiote in his head, which is kind of cool. He does not have a D&D Beyond page. So I don't, I think, I don't know what magic items he's got. I'll have to ask, whoops. Gore, I don't believe has a, my God, are you gonna ask me this every time? I'm already in dark mode. Gore has an item, but I don't think he has the Pearl of Power. I don't think the Pearl of Power actually ever came out. No, he's got it. Look at that. Pearl of power. Okay, good good plan to not give out a pearl of power. <laughs> so we'll, we'll kill that. I'm glad somebody mentioned it before that, you know, that's already available in, in the adventure. Do they have it already? Walloping ammunition. That's kind of funny. 
Moon Touch Sword. Potion of Cl Just looking for another. It might be kind of fun to have another permanent magic item. Drop in. Adamantine Chain Shirt. That might be kind of fun. Well, I don't know who will use a chain shirt, but we'll find out. And then we got that Periaptive Wound Closure. So that's pretty good. These dice we can just combine into one set. Yeah, the nice thing about a, a chain shirt is that Adamantine Armor. Is this the one that just gives you a... So chain shirt is 13 plus dex mod. Uh, you cannot be critted against. So that's that's handy. I don't know. Somebody might want it. It's lightweight. We'll see. It's one of those where like somebody might go, oh yeah, but my, I, I don't want to opt them. You know, it's a nice way to have them not opt them. And we got the scratch pad. I've been using the initiative. Oh, I got rid of the initiative because I'm now using initiative using the encounter builder, which works well. So I've got treasure, I've got monsters, I've got NPCs, I've got fantastic locations, I've got secrets, I've got scenes, I've got my strong start, and I have kind of reviewed the characters. Let's finish reviewing the characters just to see if there's any, are there any tidbits of information that might come out in this adventure? So Shadowhawk is being hunted by assassins of House Zalaren. It might be fun to have a, uh, a scene where Shadowhawk, I might, I might add this to my scenes where Shadowhawk sees the knight's kiss, realize that he has psychic powers. So on a long rest, long rest, Shadowhawk sees the knight's kiss investigate his psychic attacks at the Duergar outpost. So that'll be a nice flashback for him. And the idea is he can see it because he's sort of connected to things because of his mind flayer thing. Gorwan Alcazar. Gor is a uh, follower of the trickster gods, trying to build Ponzi schemes in Icewind Dale. Is there any connection to him that we could have in here? He did reach out to his, he used sending to let his family know uh, that he's okay. Perrin Fat Rabbit has lots of stuff going on in this one. Perrin is a halfling ranger who was kidnapped by mind flayers and now has weird psychic abilities. I think it's coming out that he's a little bit modified too. That might be kind of cool because he actually has characters. Kendall in the Dark is a tabaxi rogue. He has, he has to worry about his family who's being hunted by Shakar Ballard. I don't know how that's going to play out. That's another. I've got two groups of assassins hunting two of the characters and that's a little, that's a little awkward but we'll see. So those are the characters and that is my notes. So I think I can, let's see, Wednesday or sun, Saturday, Sunday, Frost Maiden. So I think we are all set. I want to thank everybody for hanging out with me this morning while I prepped my game. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And if you have enjoyed what you've seen here today, you can help me out in four different ways. One, you can subscribe to the Sly Flourish newsletter by going to slyflourish.com slash subscribe, or uh, it's in the show notes. Uh, you can subscribe to me on YouTube. You can follow me on YouTube and get new videos. I'm about four videos a week these, these days now. Three, you can support me directly by going to patreon.com slash slyflourish and signing up. Uh, you get access to all kinds of interesting exclusive products and exclusive previews. And most importantly, you're helping me keep the lights on for shows like this. And four, you could pick up my books, Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master, Lazy Damn Workbook, Runes of the Grendel Root, Fantastic Lairs, Fantastic Adventures, or any of my books, which you can find at slyflourish.com. Thank you all very much for coming. Always a great pleasure to talk to you on Twitch and always a great pleasure to read your comments on YouTube. Thank you very much and have a great day and get out there and play some D&D.